zero tolerance and drug testing and clearing house and all that stuff. We're going to jump right into that. Let's do this. Please do help me wish a warm welcome to my co-host on Thursdays on Dispatching Live. Sue, can you can you see me and hear me okay? I can, and I was trying to make you see me today, but oh. apparently it's not working. Come on. <laughs> well, we'll give you an applause anyway. Okay. Um... We're live on YouTube. We're live on LinkedIn. I'm just double-checking my stream. We look good. All right. Please Wait. let me know how the audio is. Jump into the live chat. Look at that live chat going crazy. Because drug testing is such a great topic. Right? <laughs> sure. And I got the comments to prove it. We got Gina Kessler here. She's a professional. And you know what? We have a ton of stuff to do in the news. So let's jump into that. Um... <laughs> Because I know that you've got you. We were just saying you, we've got stuff to do today. Yeah, we got. I've got a few things we got to talk about. Got a about. few things. All right. Well, <laughs> let's kick her off then. Let's get moving. Um, trucker drug, drug testing with Gina. That's the show today. And and she was like, "Do you think that image is right? You know, is that a little? Well, <laughs> I don't know." And I said, "Well, in the mind of a driver, that's about accurate." Uh, um course yeah. i mean and, and then you know and in the mind of enforcement yeah he's got a full medicine cabinet sitting on the pavement so i mean i don't know we'll see we'll get there this is gina kessler uh i don't have you met her no okay you're gonna really enjoy uh talking to her she is a professional and she you know likes to talk about reality you know we're talking about drug testing right, right. nobody right. wants to be drug tested right right but it, it's happening more and more, and then, you know, and then, and this, again, gets into perception. It seems like perception is such a big part of this topic. That's what makes it so controversial. I mean, you know, are you smoking weed while you're driving down the road, just <laughs> doing whatever? By the way, now that weed is legal, I mean, is it, you know, like... Is this Illegal. part of our social fabric? <laughs> um, you know, and I mean, you, I've showed the legal claim, you know, lawyers aren't, you know, can, if you, do you think she's a truck driver? Probably not. Not. <laughs> um, and do you think that this is, you know, what's going on? That was, was thinking, a little extreme. <laughs> you know, Hunter Biden, upper left. No, stop. Okay. Um, <laughs> okay. Planes, trains, and automobiles, I mean, there are just some areas where they're going to test heavier than other areas, right? And right. so, you know, don't take all your gummies at once, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um, but if if you if you see if this is making you feel weird, you the gummies are kicking in. It's dispatching live, and we are the ecosystem's neutral zone because we do it different on ATI. Um, now that there's a hundred podcasts everywhere you look, we're, we're going to be one of the ones that just calls it the way it is. Cause we know, listen, let's be honest. We know that in private, you want to, you seek the truth. So we're going to do that. We're just going to do it live, live truth. Wow. No wonder, no wonder, uh, you feel queasy. And this is the ecosystem. OEMs, dealers, auctions, brokers, carriers, equipment, regulations, remarketing. There is so much to talk about. And that's why I was I was just uh, going through the time codes. This was a really good show last week with Dan. Yeah. And we covered a lot. Like, are brokers necessary? Yeah. And the answer is yes. Yeah. I right? So. To the chagrin of, like, who thought we were going to say no? 
<laughs> right. Well, but I'm, sure... I'm sure there's some people that wish the answer was no. <laughs> right. Yeah. And and here's what's so amazing. Right now at NADA, everybody's gathering in Las Vegas for NADA for a big old week of OEM dealer services, you know, Super Bowl. And uh, the car shipping businesses that are there are there to get business, and most of them are brokers. Right. And businesses will sign up with their services because do you think a franchise dealer wants to deal with logistics and being on the phone with the carrier in the middle of the night telling him he can't drop it? No. 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 So uh, the car hauling truth isn't that bad once you realize it's just reality. Auto transport community media since 2017. I'll just keep saying it. Why not? So let's look at the truck. You sent me this. What is going on? I don't know. You made me wonder too. <laughs> but I'm not going to draw a large conclusion. Okay. Nah. But this is a JMN truck for sale. I mean, right. You got to sell older. I don't know. Well, they said they had a whole bunch of them for sale though. It wasn't just one. All right. So it, it, it got your attention. Yeah, I mean, because I well, I got it like fifty emails for each driver, but it was multiple trucks for sale. Okay, it kind of made me think about what just happened to Room. <laughs> so I was just like, ah, and they're smaller the trucks. Room, too, you see? yes, the Room. Yeah, these these almost look like your last leg. What do we call it? The last mile. Somebody at the terminal's like, "Are we getting roomed? Are we?" Uh... <laughs> Oh my God, that's going to be a new thing. <laughs> oh no, no, it won't. Get broomed. Anyways. <laughs> Get broomed. Oh, come on. And you know, and by the way, hey, time out. It's not funny. It no. Here's why it's interesting. Because, because of the Carvana, mm -hmm. right? The Carvana wave is so... What is the deal with the Carvana wave? Why do so many people seem interested in seeing it fail? Why is that? Well, I mean, we as transporters and brokers, that's competition for the brokers, right? And they always, they pay very cheap. So the transporters are going, yeah, you know, because you guys never pay the right amount of money. Um, so I could see where their stand is on that. Everybody else is competition. So why not? You know what I mean? Well, and I call it out because... I mean, there is a lot of, I, I, you know what I think it is? Ah, you know what it is? It's the marketing. Because I think Carvana's marketing implies, oh, don't mess with dealers. Right. Yeah, so, you're right. Right. So then the dealers are like, oh, yeah? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, because their biggest thing is don't, you don't have to wait for, you know, two to four hours to buy a car. You can do it all online. We'll deliver your car to you, that kind of thing. And the dealers are saying, well, by the way, we can do that too. Yeah. And since we're dealers and we're in your neighborhood and we give back to the community, why wouldn't you talk right. to us first? Right. right. And then it's coming out that have, I'm assuming this is known that it's, it's, it's been documented, reported, yada, yada, that many of the vehicles that consumers got were uh -huh. not as described mm -hmm. because yes. not yeah. proper inspections, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. Right. Which reminds me of if you cheap out in car shipping, eh, you yeah. know, and I want to say this too. I was thinking, I'm sure there's, 
There's also a bit of, like I posted today uh, the podcast from Dan's Car Hauling Truth and talking mm-hmm. about this shady car shipping business. And I'm sure somebody's thinking, well, all he does is pick on brokers or whatever. <laughs> well, no, I dish it out to the shippers too. Yeah. Hey, man, stop thinking everything is so cheap. Because if, if the shipper cheaps out, well, the broker has to cheap out on the carrier. Right. right. And then everybody's scrounging yeah. for pennies. And it's a car. We're delivering a car. Oh. <laughs> okay. Speaking of, hey, did you get the memo? Show's on fire. Nine minutes in. Uh, ACV Transport, you sent me this. They have a new yeah. load board. Yeah. Well, they there's I guess they're changing sure. the one they just changed. I don't know. <laughs> because it literally just changed a few months ago. And then I got the, this email. So they're changing it again, I guess. So we don't know beyond. Oh, I mean, here. Okay. Here's what's new. Compact view. Sort by dispatch date. Download all active jobs, language translation. That one really got my attention. Yeah, that's something new. Starting February 21st. So do we know anything else? No, this is it for right now. Not until it actually happens and then we can go peruse it. Well, I would dear, I would love to, uh, I just was a dear ACV. I would love to get ACV on the show to talk about the load board. And um, I would really love that actually yeah because honestly like when they changed it this last time it's a lot different than it was it took everybody a minute to figure it out to find where the stuff is and where to get the load so if we're changing it again probably some instruction would help well and 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 it's funny you said that because (laughs) that is going to lead us into our next segment oh let's see that oh Oh, boy But before we get to Magnus App, I just wanted to point out Tuesday night. Now, this was on the news. This was top of the news Tuesday night. What are they investing $100 million for? What? $100 million. Whoa. Whoa. Whoa, 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 whoa. Yeah, what? $100 million. That's an awful lot of money for just a load board. <laughs> well, so, and you know, and it goes on and talks about, you know, See, here's the thing, uh, camera one, is that if you watch LinkedIn and you see the revolving door of you got auto sled, then the run buggy, and then ACV, and super dispatch, and Assertus, and right? And around, around, and it goes. And you've got to be thinking, somebody at Central Dispatch, probably between us and that, thought, you know what? <laughs> Let's go ahead and drag one of those chests out of the back room. Let's do something about this. You know what I think it is. Tell me. Well, because I did some, you know, meetings with them. So I think they're going to try to do kind of what like Super Dispatch does. Now, keep in mind this. They came to me this was about this like a couple years ago about pushing a button to get a load, just like Super Dispatch does. But like I explained to him, you're going to have the same problem that I know Super Dispatch does when it comes to certain brokers. They don't pay attention and they don't push the button. They don't, you know, that kind of thing. And then you're going to have people in Central Dispatch. They're going to just refuse to do it because they don't answer the phone anyway. So what's the point? Um, I, I mean, I don't think it's a bad idea because it for the people who don't answer the phone, this would make it easier. But... There's still there still has to be a person that pushes that button to release the car to whoever, right? 
And what they were telling me is that you would, everybody would like see a load, you click on it, everybody's bidding. You don't know who you're bidding against. You don't know anything. And then that person on the other end, the broker chooses who they're going to send it to and clicks and sends it on. So I think it's going to be something like that, to be honest with you. Well, did you know that Cox Automotive was on the show Tuesday night? No, I did not. So I point this out because I am, I, you know, this, this show, the content here, I think goes through a lot of changes, adaptations, mm -hmm. reality checks. And right. I do believe that, and I, when I read this, I believe it. Cox's ultimate plan is for central dispatch to offer everything shippers and carriers need to manage their transportation business in a single integrated, integrated platform. Everybody else is saying it. And where are the loads posted first? Central. So if, if everybody else, this is what I believe. If everybody else is going to be saying it, Central Dispatch is going to double down and say, you know what? We already have the loads. And if we make this investment, and I, and I, I think it's not going to be just technology, it's staff and everything else. Yeah. If we do this right, we will own this space. <laughs> like we did in the in the old days right 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 so you've got carrier air, carrier verification new carrier mobile app it says it right here new carrier mobile app with inspection and electronic bill of lading advanced pricing and market intelligence tools remember those tools we were talking about yeah and a suite of apis designed to enable greater connectivity Th this could be it this could be the big one I don't know well, exactly. And I, I mean that in a good way. I think this is great. Do it. Yeah, but here's my problem with it. Okay. If, if they want us to use their EBOL, then we've got another freaking person that wants us to use their EBOL. When we have Super Dispatch, when we have Metro, okay. when we have Magnus, uh, I mean, it's getting I'm, to be ridiculous. Well, I'm with you. The thing is, waiting, waiting till 2024 is the reason why there are so many other players. This should right. have been done 10 years ago. Or oh, whatever. yeah. When okay. this all started, I agree. But it's never too late. The greatest games are won in the fourth quarter. Well, there you go. And I'm, I'm, I'm in. Let's do this. Cox Automotive, come on ATI and talk about the great news because I think it's great, too. And the reason I think it's great is I'm just, I'll tell you what, here's what we have in common. I'm tired of watching LinkedIn week after week and everybody on the spinner saying they've got it and they're the best and all this stuff. Dude, throw in, man. Let's do this. That's what I think. And yeah. I'm still, I still want every, I want all the other companies to feel free to come on ATI. But there's this game going on and I'm calling it out. They're calling it out. And that game is, we're the best, we're the ones, you need us. Well, right. it's, I mean, it's not, come on, let's put up or shut up. So let's do this. Here we go. Who wants to play? Oh, this is the Magnus app. Now, Gina's in the waiting room, and we, I don't, I don't want to make her wait. So we're going to come back to Magnus app. We're going to need time. I'm yeah. telling you, it's a lot. Holy mackerel. It actually ate up. So much prep time for the show, I was almost late getting in here. So do me a favor, stick around right after this. We're going to have Gina Kessler, and we're going to talk about Drugger 
drugger, trucker, drug <laughs> testing. Here we go. Stick around. We'll be right back. Are you completely stressed out from all the calls and the contracts and the verifications of loads where nobody ever answers the phone? Call Murphy Auto Dispatch Services today. Murphy Auto Dispatch Services has over 15 years in the transport industry. We are your office while you are on the road. We book, we verify, and we bill out your loads for you. We have an excellent accounting staff and an even better dispatch team. Give us a call today at 417-273-0021. Or if you want to email me, it's murphyautotransport31 at yahoo.com. Give us a call today. That's the voice of Sue at Murphy Auto Transport Services. She wants to help you stay loaded, uh, get your car shipped, if you need advice, if you're lost in car shipping, talk to Sue at Murphy Auto Transport Services, and she wants to help. She's here now, too, so you can jump in the live chat. Please do jump in the live chat. Say hello. All right, Danny B is here, and Chris is here, and I'm over here, too, because I've got uh, the YouTube over here. Oh, Jen. Oh, Jen is here. Uh-oh. She's annoyed. Doug <laughs> Douglas is here. Uh, DDD and, um, uh-oh. Oh, no. For a small price increase? Ooh-ooh. I smell a price increase. Well. Well, eggs have gone up. Everything's going up. Please do help me wish a very warm welcome to our feature guest. This is going to be great. Bring your questions. You can ask them publicly or privately later, however you want to. Ladies and gentlemen, Gina Kessler. Hey, Gina. Hey, Gina. Hey. We're so happy to have you here. You've been Thank on you. ATI before. Yes. And it's been, it's been a while. And it's now time to, here's what I'll do. I'm still driving the bus. You know me. I get on a roll. Yeah. Um, I, I use this slide every week. And, um, and oh, and Gina, Gina meets Sue. Sue meet Gina. Hi, Sue. How are you? <laughs> all kinds of good stuff about you. Oh, we're good. Thank you. <laughs> True enough. I'm gonna smack Our... my sister. She's beside me saying it's all lies. So. Oh, 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 oh. All lies. It's all lies. So I say this every week. Welcome to Auto Transport, where you can do whatever you want. Yep, that's the truth. Okay. Now that shouldn't be true, but we're just come on. Let's be honest. People do whatever they want, right? Yeah. And it because is. they do whatever they want, we have a lot of drug compliance information to share. Now, I'm going to start with some of the comments that have been posted on ATI. Um, Gene, I was telling you about this one. I was about to start driving for a company, but failed, came out positive for methamphetamine. The only drugs I've done in my life are weed. I'm trying to think how I got that in my system. I did have some drink with a cancer patient. I don't know if he mixed. Maybe my hands touched it or somehow, and I've been eating fast food almost every day. I don't know if one of the employees had said some particles on it. I don't know what to do. Now, this is a pretty wild comment. Great way to start. Gina. Yeah, what, yeah that's what, interesting. Gina, what are you hearing? Stop eating fast food. It's killing America. Making your eyes can't pass drugs. <laughs> it really is a great. There's a lot going on here. This gentleman <clears throat> has a lot going on upstairs. That's what I saw, which I don't know. Usually that happens when you're on methamphetamine. But so that would exactly that would be yeah. That it would uh drugs would indicate that there were drugs 
in somebody's system. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think they just, you know, fall into you. (laughs) And and it would be, and it really, the way, so drugs, I think the biggest one, drugs affect your mind, right? Yes. For sure. Yeah. And and since your mind is part of operating machinery, this would be the problem. That Uh, might be a problem. It could be a problem. You're not really absorbing it through your skin. Um, I guess he could have had it with a cancer patient in his drink, and if he didn't notice himself bouncing off the walls, that would be interesting. But ah, do, that's a good. Do cancer patients use methamphetamine? No, not usually. It's weed. I'm not aware. <laughs> do fast food workers use it? Oh well. Um, do truckers <laughs> use methamphetamine? <laughs> Uh, well, some reports apparently. Been- <laughs> <laughs> this what, guy did. What happens? What? Because I'm not. I know. Mea culpa. What? What? What is? What are the effects of methamphetamine? What mainly happens? Well, it's a stimulant, right? Okay. So, so if you think about drinking way too much coffee and you're kind of bouncing off, off, you know, bouncing around the inside, times that by a thousand, and yeah. you're gonna see. Somebody probably had methamphetamine, but it's a stimulant. What? Who uses methamphetamine? Is it prescribed for anything? No. No, it's an illegal. It's absolutely illegal. It's yeah. illegal. Now, is fentanyl in the methamphetamine? Is this? We're talking fentanyl, meth, right? Crystal meth, right? No, fentanyl falls in the opioid category, which would do the opposite. It's a, it's a, it's a Debbie Downer. Everything oh, really? comes down. So yes. you wouldn't do fentanyl and drive. No, wouldn't do any of that in driving. But, but I mean, fentanyl, you're gonna land in but, under. But do you think fentanyl is a recreational drug in trucking? As far as no, oh. I I, be, oh. I believe it. I mean, I'm gonna answer that two ways. It yes for some, but I believe that we're finding fentanyl as uh, being a, a an additional product added to some drug products without your knowledge. So I think sometimes that's how we're finding out. Right. Like, well, a, isn't like that a, what the cops are worried about when they pull someone over for meth is fentanyl because they it can go through their system just by breathing it in, something yeah. like that. Yes. That's we're not it. it. I mean, fentanyl is so darn strong that it you know it doesn't take hardly any to kill you. Yeah. So that's what they're always worried yeah. about is that the meth has fentanyl in it. Because I watched a, I watch a lot of those things on TV with the cops pulling people over. Yeah. Anyways, that's one of their things. They're always afraid of it right. going in the face well, or and it, on the skin. And there was a female cop. That it can be very deadly. Yeah. Yes. Some female cop, she, right? She got, she ended up laying it's on the ground, right? Because she, I don't yeah. know, smelled it or something. Yeah. yeah. Fentanyl is, is a very deadly. I don't understand. It's, if it's so deadly, why, why would you kill your clients? I don't get it. I don't. I, I can't understand it. Well, why would you cut anything with fentanyl if it's going to kill them? Because you're going to be cutting off. Aren't you going to sell less drugs if you? <laughs> if you kill, I don't get it. I don't get yes. it. Yes. <laughs> I, I don't. I don't think at Harvard there's a fentanyl seminar. Like you're the group that right. says this is how we. <laughs> right, like. Listen, you will kill your clients and then you won't sell. So don't do that. Start on business. It's hard to keep clients that way. Yeah, I know. But and I thought I I thought crystal meth and stuff was really cheap anyways. Like, why would you need something cheaper? 
Well, I don't know if fentanyl's cheaper. It's just it's un it's kind of undetected until you're flat. Oh, so it's harder to detect. It's laced. It's laced because oh. it doesn't require much. So oh, well, they, yeah. Think, no, that does sound really tempting. It's hard to te detect. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't know until after the fact. You're right, down okay. Oh, really good. Okay, I get it now. I mean, I to, I mean so. I'm not I'm not a subscriber, but I get it. Um, <laughs> let's see here. This one says, I removed myself as an active driver. Do I still need an annual drug clearinghouse query plus stop drug testing truckers for recreational after hour use of marijuana? Focus on texting while driving. See, now here we go. Now, cannabis, THC, pot, marijuana, Mary Jane. Yes, that's one that I, I understand and know about. And this is really the bigger problem, right? Because it's 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 legal in many states now, but it's not legal if you drive a truck. Why? Because you're probably under the influence. I mean, why take it? Why do people why do people imbibe on cannabis? Just because it tastes good? It's a real question. <laughs> right? Yeah. No. Let's well, see. Green you know, tea, black why, why tea, herbal tea, pot. Yeah. But why? Why? Why would you do it at all? Why? Why take? Why pick that over chamomile tea? Chamomile is probably not going to give you much of a trip. So well, I, I don't think, know as far as drivers go, but my mom took it for her cancer. I mean, so. if you take marijuana, the likelihood is pretty high that you like the feeling when you take it. Is that what you want driving down the road in a fifty thousand pound truck? No, but see, I think the problem is, is that because marijuana stays in your system, it doesn't mean that you're actually high if they pull you over and they find it in your system. That's true. doesn't mean that you're actually high. It also doesn't mean there couldn't be some performance issues as well. Because if it's still in your system, why is it still in your system? Why is it, it, it stays in your system for up to two weeks, even if you stop. It'll stay so, in your system up to 90 days, Sue, if you, if you are well, a... If you do a hair. By a lot. Well, yeah. So, if you're if you're smoking on a regular, yeah. No, I get that. User. But I don't believe that pot only lasts if you smoke it. It's uh, they say two to four hours. Okay, it's no different than drinking alcohol to me. And my mom used it for cancer. She was dying. It's the only thing that helped her be able to sleep and and eat and everything else. I have a medical marijuana license for stress and back pain, so I get the use of it. I don't get the use of it while you're driving a truck. I totally agree with that, but I don't. I think they have to figure out a way to eat and everything else. It's the same thing as if I have a medical marijuana license, car, whether you're in a truck or not, right? There's they could still get you for a is it DUI? It's not DUI. Is it driving yeah. under the influence? Yeah, yeah. yeah it's okay. the same. It's yeah. right. right, and they're still trying to figure out now in all the states that it's all legal in how they decide, I guess, whether they're really DUI or not. And it's only, I think they can only do a blood test, if I'm not mistaken, to be able to tell if they're literally high right then and there, but can they tell that either? I don't know. I don't know what the rules are on this. They're still trying to figure it all out from what I understand. Because there are, there really haven't been any rules. Yeah. And you can, any, anytime they try to pass a court rule, it's, it's getting thrown out because yeah. there's too much precedent, thanks to Colorado, from a legal perspective of what is per se and what is impaired. And so, yeah. Right now, it's um, I, I don't anticipate to that, uh, you know, in the industry that I'm in, we're ever going to see uh, any concrete or definitive per se rules or answers right. or 
You know, alcohol, alcohol has a scientific um, and in um, unresputable, I can't say that maybe I should stop smoking. Indisputable. Right. Indisputable. 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 Inconceivable. The science behind it is in terms of how it metabolizes through the system and when it's, right. so does the rest of the drug family, by the way. Right. Almost things out of your system within four days, five days, roughly, as far as presence in system. Marijuana is a little bit different than that, which is causing the issues. But we're not going to see we're not going to see any state land on definitive answers of what impairment truly is, because you can't measure it. Right. Can't measure it. So while we're here, we're so, going to get into some of the science. Oh uh, yeah. What is this oral fluid thing? Well, it's the uh, it's the alternative to peeing in a cup and having that sent to the lab for a drug test. However, which is awesome to me, fine by me, I, God bless those collectors that have to handle a cup of pee every day. I don't think they jumped out of bed when they were 18 and said, this is my career. Um, but this makes the, it, this makes the industry and those that really like it and support the industry a whole lot more palatable because we're not getting into that nasty stuff. It's just a little slide up. But it's gonna, you know, it's gonna change, I think, or revolutionize the way we view what, who is under the influence and potentially, you know, showing signs versus who isn't. And I think that argument's gonna get harder for a while, Sue, that you brought up, as far as being in your system and you, you don't show signs of impairment. This will probably change that argument quite a bit. And uh, now, is this is this here? Are we are we here, or are we just talking about it? We're just. Let me let me. Yeah, I mean, you said the ruling is here. So technically, the rule's out. It's out. It's real, and everybody has to follow it. However, <laughs> we don't have any kits yet. We don't have a lab yet. And so the industry has to, the actual testing part of it has to catch up with the law. And so while the law is real and effective, uh, it can't be enforced because it can't be practiced at this point. So now on a not regulated, there are lots of companies that use an oral fluid device for drug testing in lieu of urine today. It's just not currently utilized for trucking the trucking industry or any dot mode for that matter faa none of them are are putting this into practice until until we have kits in a lab and the testing is is actually ready to go so it's just a matter of semantics now we got the legal language done right okay the law, the law's done. it's it's out it's it's a law it's so part of Okay, so now let's go into. Uh, I've I've got some some you know, information slides here. Anything we want to? Uh, yeah, yeah, boring. So, yeah. I sent you this though because it's super. This one though. This one's good. Yeah. Yeah, because so Quest is like the first or second largest lab in the, in the nation, or excuse me, in the world. They specifically mine all of the workplace drug testing data every year and slice it and dice it and parse it out and give it to those of us in the industry and employers that want to know and doctors that want to know there's a myriad of 
places and people that want to know this stuff. So just to get an understanding of, you know, the positivity rate, the reasons behind it, how they were tested, if they're federally regulated versus regular general workforce. And so it's been interesting to watch the uh, shift. I shouldn't say shift. The 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 dramatic increase, I should say, in positivity rates from 2019 until we'll say 2022, because the 2023 results will not be released until probably May of this year. So we're looking at 2022, the full year's data that was released in 2023. So nonetheless, we have a steady incline, um, but, but at a pretty dramatic peak of uh, positive drug testing. And I think the scarier one is, is it on here? Or is it post-accident drug testing positive 25-year high? <laughs> uh, is this it? Uh, or, or is it? Well, it doesn't yeah, matter. That's, this one, yeah, this one, yeah. But, yeah, I mean, the whole point of, I think I think that what's interesting um, for anybody, especially that drives cars and are on the road, is that if suddenly you're finding, you know, employers used to be afraid of, I can't get, I can't get anybody to pass a pre-employment test. This is hard. So we're just not going to test or we're not going to test for marijuana. But that's not the issue anymore. The conversation has shifted to now that I'm hired, there's a, there's a much higher positivity rate of drug tests after an accident versus the pre-employment. So now we have somebody that's already hired. They've had an accident. They've tested positive. That's scary. That should make everybody wake up. They've already had the accident. So these are reactive tests. Ooh. And the numbers are going up. Numbers are going up. Okay, so and that was since 2012 that the numbers are going up. Because I was thinking, I was hearing 2020, I was thinking, okay, between COVID and... Oh, reform, right? Because yeah. something happened to, to people during COVID. For sure. And I think, I think we need to see in 2025 the numbers for 2024. So we can look at 2020 through 2024 to get I, what I think would be a, a good sort of you know, amount of time. Um, but even 2023 numbers, we fully anticipate we've just seen this trajectory up. So yes, the positivity rate has skyrocketed in 2020 and 2021 and 2022 as compared to years prior, while everybody was sitting at home, stressed out, jobless. <laughs> right, drinking, smoking, I mean, whatever. Right? I don't know. There might have been a lot of stress during those Taking two. what? Horse tranquilizer. I mean, this is what happened to people. People, right? people watching the news afraid to go out because they might catch something in the air and kill them. Um, there's a lot of stress going on. And then suddenly, how do we cope with that stress? Well, you can have marijuana and ah, eh, alcohol ah. delivered to your door. Ah, look at <laughs> this. And I love how we came back. Look, we came back around. People use marijuana to relieve stress. It's not about just getting high. There is truth to that. I know that it's, you know, it's the unfortunate, what, oh, Al Gore's inconvenient truth. Sure, it's an inconvenient truth. But, but here's the thing. I also realize that has nothing to do with 80,000 pounds rolling down the freeway. Really? I get that. I totally get that. And I think that what's interesting, some some drivers like to say, well, then let's drug test everybody on the road. 
which I think there are people that'd be interested in that. I would, because I certainly... I mean, you imagine what if the American public was like, wait a minute, what? <laughs> that would be nuts, but it, it would be equal for the driver. The driver would be like, yeah, welcome to my world. Right? Yeah. Um, I'm in a state where it's legal, but I can't do it all the time because I got stuff to do. You? Yeah. You're sitting at home. What are you talking about? No way, man. I'm live, <laughs> dude. So I bet that's a, my point is that I think I think what sucks too. Here's here's the problem, is that wouldn't it be great if somebody could design a gummy that after an hour or thirty minutes it's out of your system and done and you're good to go? Can we get that on the market? Um, possibly, if we go back to 1960s and we look at THC at about two percent. Good point. <laughs> but I mean, wouldn't that wouldn't that help? But but I'm I mean, would the D, would the, would the FMCSA clearinghouse be satisfied with that? Oh, he's just well, on that 30 minute gummy. He's all right. Well, it, it's not about minutes; it's about cutoff level. So they're measuring a certain cutoff level, right? So if you're below the cutoff level. You're not getting, you're not, you're not, it's not coming back in the lab. It's not positive. So, 2%. I, I want to believe that. THC, you fall under the cutoff but level all day, every day. When I see pictures of babies in bongs, I wonder if there's a little bit more. <laughs> you know like, what I mean? Show her that. I don't think she saw that picture. No, <laughs> she saw Did she, I send you that? Yes. Oh. Yeah. I said it was Hunter Biden Jr. That's oh. not right. <laughs> Oh, but maybe it is. <laughs> well, it's a little. I mean, it's kind of funny. Are you sure? Are you sure it's a marijuana bong? I mean, what? Yeah, what? It could be anything. Um, right. But you can vape anything right now. You can vaporize it. Now let's go to let's go back to types of drugs. Yeah. Because what is what are we looking at here? So that illustrates Pot. over yeah. the past four or five years, and nine or almost ten million tests through December 2022, what what types of drugs were positive in the workforce? This is just workforce drug testing. Wow. Shouldn't this be encouraging? I mean, we're only talking about pot and meth. I mean, there's, you know, the other pot, stuff is really, look. Amphetamine, methamphetamine. But I mean, like cocaine is benzo, below half a percent. That's good news. Benzodiazepines are higher than cocaine. What's benzo? What is that? Benzodiazepine. Yeah. Uh, usually, it's prescribed drug. Generally prescribed for like um, social anxiety or or can't sleep at night. Okay. Um, you know, to kind of well, help somebody get through their day a little bit better. But usually, like a social anxiety type deal. However, shouldn't you be? Are you able are, to? Yeah. And these are lab. These are you know these are lab lab-based positivity so it's not measuring well i have a prescription i have the, it's not that it's just lab-based so we would like to think that most people on a barbiturate or a benzodiazepine has probably been prescribed that can you can you still drive a truck if you're on a social anxiety prescription i think it just highly depends on how depends on how it affects I mean, you i know you that's, can, that's a pretty direct question it, but you know i mean it, Makes me Most, what you'll find is that, and now AAA did an interesting did an interesting study on benzodiazepines specifically years ago, where um, there were like um, 
post-crash, they were tested, tested positive for benzodiazepines, and they were generally early on in their acclimation of, of the prescription. So it takes some time to level off and kind of get to where it's not too much for you. It's not too little, but it's just right. It's like your porridge. How long you, how long you heat your porridge? Well, so it can't, it can't have impairing effects. You just right. gotta be with it. Well, and given, I mean, with all the sky Rizzies and the Paxlovids and all those, I mean, there's a lot of medications for different kind of states yeah. of mind. So, yeah. Well, and you know, and if it's supposed to help you sleep, you might want to take it when you sleep, not when you go to work. I don't know. Yeah. Well, okay. So it gets back to what we're it kind of the, the, the tip of the spear is the methods of drug testing. So you've got urine, which you're saying urine testing tests for drugs in your system in the past 24 to 72 hours. Well, if you're positive, you've probably had that drug in your system. Well said. Somewhere between 24 hours and 72 hours, because think about where you're pulling it from, right? You would have had to ingest it, and your body's now starting to rid through urine, sweat, tears. But we're not measuring sweat and tears. We just collect a cup of your urine. So... That's that's the traditional May way, right? Most yeah. of your listeners, all yeah. of your listeners know that drug testing has been generally based on a urine test for the last 35, 40 years. Well, can't a, doesn't a urine test pick up THC even like two weeks ago? It can, yeah. It can, right. And I guess any, is it zero tolerance? I mean, any, any amount is too much? Mm, if it's picked up based on... If it's picked up based on the certain cutoff levels um, in federal testing, if it comes back positive, it's positive. At least the way the law reads today. Right. In federal, which would cover clearinghouse, federal. right? Non, in non-regulated non businesses, employers that don't deal with the DOT, you know, it depends on that cutoff level because you've got choices. It depends on if you even test for it. And then the employer has the player, the employer has to make the decision on what to do then. You know, again, you you pointed out that states have legalized I'm in I sit in Arizona. We have a much stronger marijuana law here than we do recreational law with regards to what employers may or may not do around discipline and termination. It's pretty much silent. We can do whatever we want from the recreational law perspective. So if we want a term because somebody tests positive for marijuana, we can do that without any issues. That's not the case with the medical side. So it depends on the state, it depends on the laws, and depends on what the employer's values are and what they're doing and what their policy states. So that's an entirely different, that becomes you know just a completely moving variable decision. Well, versus uh, federal is pretty cut and dry. On the compliance side, there's more and more pressure on employers to have a zero tolerance policy, right? And randomly drug well, test. No, well, we've seen that shift years really? ago. Oh yeah. Zero tolerance is almost gone. I mean, even in DOT, they're saying you test positive, you got to pull them off safety sensitive, but you have options. The employer, they're silent. They're not telling the employer to terminate them. They're, they're just stating you got to pull them off of safety. You can't drive a truck until you go see a substance abuse professional and you get the help that you need 
to keep you off that drug. So if the employer is like, all right, you want to, do you want to just do desk work? Sure. Huh. Hold them off safety sensitive. Doesn't mean they have to terminate them. Makes sense. So we've, no, we've actually seen a lot of employers move away from that entirely. Okay. But I see what you're saying. So you're not fired, but you have to go through a right. substance abuse program, SAP. See, Sue, when you hear substance abuse program, mm -hmm. I, I mean, I think you got to be thinking some of what I'm thinking, which is this. Listen, if you're a driver, you had some gummies at a party. Right. You get popped. Right. And you're thinking, I got to go through a substance abuse program. I don't have a problem. I took some gummies at a party. Do you have right. another like brochure that I can go through? Ah, uh, but we can't just assume that because we don't know, right? I don't know if you don't have a problem or you just was enough, you know, you just got caught on a one-off. So, so a substance abuse professional is going to have that conversation with them and to kind of determine where they're at. And it doesn't necessarily, but, you think a, a substance abuse okay. yeah. program, it's good. we're not throwing them in a, uh, in, you know, in a, in a two week detox program. This is a professional that goes through a rigorous interview to determine, do you have a real problem or do you just need some education so that you don't do it again while, and, and then it shows up while you're driving. Does that make sense? It does. Actually, that's really, that's pretty cool. It's, it's not about, it's not, it, it, it's intended. It's a third, to, and it's a third party. It's not oh, law they enforcement. Be, oh yeah. They have to be doctors. They have to be counselors. They have to have all of this education and continued education and pass all the DOT requirements uh, that make them fit for this. And they usually they're in practice for other types of counseling anyway, but usually they're, the whole point of it is just to determine, are you really a risk for yourself and others on the road? And do we just need to give you education? Or maybe you are, and you truly need to go detox out. And you have to have, you know, a longer program. And so that's their job is to determine. And, they, and again, they're not, it's not a deterrent. They're not, they're trying to actually get people back on the road. Most of them. See, most SATs I talk to, their whole goal is to get them back on the road because they're not making any money when they're not driving. Well, and apparently we have a driver shortage or, or whatever it is we have. I mean, we don't. We're not trying to take away people's jobs. We want to make sure there's safety on the road. So what you just said, it seems like there's more content in that. Like, we actually want you back on the road. And yeah. we want to determine if this is a one-time deal or if you have a problem. For sure. For sure. I, don't, I don't think I've ever heard think. that message before. And that's, why, and that's why I say the zero tolerance sort of ideology probably left the building about seven to eight to ten years ago. Broadly. Now, there's, I'm sure there's some employers that still feel very strongly, um, but even among the employers that I've worked with or done some policy, some policy work with, for the majority of the time, it's not always reasonable to just say, you're out, because sometimes we make choices that got ahead of ourselves. We make mistakes, you know, so on one mistake, you're out. That's changed a lot. And these substance abuse professionals are an awesome alternative to some of these other support groups because it's a one-on-one -on -one for 30 minutes to an hour to really figure out where are you at? What did you do? This is what I see on your lab report. Stop it, stop it, stop it. You can't drive a 50,000 pound truck and have it in your system. 
And a lot of people will come out of it on the other side going, man, I'm glad I did it. I've had drivers tell me, I'm glad I did it. I mean, what, I, I can't afford to lose my job and it's just yeah. not worth it. Um, I have what, a question. Yeah, Sue, go ahead. So, so let's say I'm just, this is on the driver's side. So the driver gets busted. He goes through this program. He goes back out on the road. Does that make him more likely to get pulled over and checked because it's on his record? No, no, because they don't have access like that. No, they don't. Okay. They're not gonna, no, no, no. I mean, there's other things like, for instance, and I think this would make sense to you, Sue. If I move from Arizona to California and I have to transfer my CDL license, mm -hmm. it's not here right now, but in the by the end of this year, mm -hmm. all of the motor vehicle departments will be plugged into the clearinghouse. Mm -hmm. So part of that due diligence when they're transferring a CDL from one state to another will be check the clearinghouse and make sure that they're clear to drive gotcha. to give them an active and a valid CDL license, right? Yeah. Now, by the way, once you've done your, once you've gone through your substance abuse program, pop, see the professional and kind of gone through the program and you've completed it, you're out of, you're out of the clearinghouse. There's no history. Oh, okay. like, yeah. You're so done. It's so. just wipes you clean, basically. I'm sorry. So it like wipes your wipes it clean, like yeah, yeah. It's it's not like a record that stays on there. It's mm. just okay. Well, go through go through the steps and get it. You know, we'll remove yeah. it. Okay. That that's what I want to ask. By the way, this is all CDL. If you're non-CDL, doesn't matter. Yeah, right. it doesn't count. Okay. And it's CDL of. You know, passenger buses with more than sixteen seats, so not the little guys. That doesn't qualify, and it's and it's anything over twenty six thousand pounds. So, because I can be a CDL driver and drive a ten thousand pound truck, I'm not going to get tested. And clearinghouse has nothing to do with me. Um, return to duty process and SAP. What does SAP stand for again? Substance uh, abuse program. Okay. Professional. Professional. Not, okay. Yeah, it's a person. Okay. It's a person. Yeah. So how long is that process and what does somebody, let's say your CDL, yeah. you, you fail a drug test, you want to continue driving, you're going to have to go through this program and yep. process. What are you yep. looking at? What does that look like? There's, here's the minimum guidelines. This is the minimum written regulatory guidelines that all drivers follow. Anybody in DOT that gets, that has a positive, that's verified positive for drugs or an alcohol. They go see the substance abuse professional. They determine what little or a lot of types of uh, sort of makeup homework they have to do. Sometimes there's classes on this, whatever. So they'll determine sort of based on where they're at in life, um, what they need to do to kind of educate them. And then when they've supplied that um, successfully, the SAP will then issue a return to duty letter and a program and a plan for to the to an employer. So. What that means is I can now return to work provided I pass my return to duty test. Mm -hmm. Regulations say that at the very minimum, return to duty is, is comes back negative. You can now perform safety sensitive. The employer then, um, or the third party administrator, if you're an owner operator, because this applies to an owner operator and they are their own employer. So they have to designate a TPA um, to help them through this. That just means then that there's a minimum of six follow-up tests, follow-up drug tests. That's the reason for the test is a follow-up test must or follow-up drug and alcohol, depending on the situation, 
must also happen over the course of 12 months. So that's your, that's your minimum program. One return to duty test, six follow-up tests, pro, follow-up tests that have to be somewhere spread out in a 12 month period, minimum. But depending on you, depending on what happened, what you do, how often you do it, a substance abuse professional can go up from there. And I've seen programs that were 60 months and 24 tests a year. Well, and it can now can you start driving again during any of that time? You can. Yeah. As soon as you pass your return to duty test, you oh. can start that is your time to go. You can you can commence safety sensitive duties. So let's say you get popped for THC gummies, because I think that's happening like, you know, somewhat periodically. How long I mean, I've seen it in it's in my comments. Chart. I've had it's in my comments multiple times. It's so, it's happening a lot. You're right. There you go. So what's your minimum? How long are you off the road, like off, off, right? If you're a driver. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's a really great question because one, it depends on, you've got to get in front of a SAP and then they determine your course of your course of action. I have seen and had drivers be told that they were positive. They're, they're given a SAP, a couple of them to call. They called them that day, got on their calendar within a day or two, had their meeting. The SAP determined what they needed to do. They were able to conduct their training or their education courses or whatever was prescribed 48 hours later. And then the return to duty letter was sent back. So they might have been off the I've had I, I know drivers have been off the road four days, five days if they get to it. Wow. Okay, that's surprising. And by the way, that that would require extreme presence of mind. Yeah, yeah. you're like, right. damn, I'm not doing that again. And that was a total mistake. And right. I knew that, really. But you most know, yeah. people are going to freak out for a while and not be able to get that done. That I'm just and saying. Yeah, they right. just get angry. They're angry. They got caught right. and they get angry. And so they're like, I'm not going to do this. And then about a week later, they're going, God, I don't, can't pay the mortgage. Or I got to figure out what to exactly. do. And they, or they miss it, right? They miss over the road. Some, I mean, man, you got to love your job if you're going from California to New York and back all the time. They miss it. So they'll be like, all right, enough. I'll just knock it out. So let's, uh, that was really helpful. Let's do this. I want to go back to... Had some of these interesting topics here. Okay, this guy. <laughs> Let's go back. Let's go across the aisle. Pilot accused of trying to stop engines mid-flight after taking magic mushrooms. Now, this is kind of your worst-case scenario. And what I wanted to know is what, right, what happened? I, I finally, I found it. It's in the article. He took the psychedelics around a campfire two days earlier which he'd never taken before. So there he is. He's in the jump seat of the cockpit of Alaska Airlines. And he thought he was dreaming and he wanted to wake up. So he decided to go ahead and activate the fire suppression system. Now, I don't, I didn't know that mushrooms could last two days. Me neither. Honestly, I've never heard of that. This is not my forte. Right. I, I do not know. I know. I know a lot about the other the, you saw the graph. I know quite right. a bit of 
Right. Well, let's go over to so this there's this is what's interesting. I thought this was recent, but this is 2017. But it recently got dredged up. Drug fuel trucker drives 3,000 miles nonstop, listening to Motley Crue. No, not that. Uh, acting erratically, and he's on methamphetamines. Yeah. He tried to put his credit card in the fuel tank. <laughs> he apparently got locked out of it. You'd be better off around the campfire. Um, he was whacked out on crystal meth, LSD, and cocaine. Man, that's a lot. Yeah. <laughs> oh, wait, crystal meth? How did he even do this? What, wait, LSD? Who mixes LSD with anything? What? I've never heard of that. Well, I don't know, unless he had no idea what he was mixing, right? <laughs> did the load get delivered? I mean, that's the question. Did he make his destination? Right. I want to know if he got paid. Now, these are worst case scenarios, but we know, see, this is the problem. All you got to well, do is say, new what? The worst case scenarios that, that ended in tragedy or had a tragic outcome, right? So when you say worst case scenario, is it the worst case scenario of the, the number of drugs in their system? Because I can tell you, people have multiple drugs in their system every day they test for them. They just didn't have an accident. Ah, and this gets us to the preventative side of random drug testing. To prevent worst case scenario. Yes, to try and minimize that risk. Yeah. Which you know, I mean, you. I think you know a lot about like random drug testing and whatnot, right? Yeah. Tell, yeah. tell us something. I don't know anything about that. So tell us. So, I mean. so it's a program. So like we talked about the substance abuse professional, take a, take a return to duty. You have six follow-up tests minimum. That's a program. Random testing is also a program. So you, uh, let's say a, a, a driver, motor carrier, employer has 100 drivers. They've got their 100 drivers in what we call a pool. Every quarter, a percentage of that pool, as it is, is pulled for drugs and for alcohol. And the motor carriers, example, they require 50% of the pool to be tested for drugs in the year in the year, so we now parse that down, right? 50% turns into about 12, 12 drivers a quarter that must, be, that must be tested. But every time we run the random selection, we refresh the pool, people that have been terminated come out of the pool, people that come on as new employees are added. And then once we have a clean pool at that moment, we run another selection. So everybody has equal opportunity of being selected every time we make a selection. That's what makes it random. And now these are legal. This is more of a legal defensibility thing. And it's and a simple random is truly just means, you know, everybody in has an equal equal chance of getting selected. So that means I could get selected in a quarter. It means I could get selected zero quarters. It means I'm somewhere in the middle because it's random. It's an algorithm built in a software program. Then you go and you take your drug test and the whole point behind and why it seems to be over the years really successful is the element of surprise and it's unpredictable. So if carried out properly, 
I'm I've I've been selected for a random and I get tapped on the shoulder. I'm I'm expected to go right now. I don't get to pass go or stop and grab my fake urine or whatever the case is. I have to proceed to the collection site right now and have my drug test or my drug and alcohol test according to regulations. So it's a it's a right now thing, not tomorrow and not the next day. So people start to think a little differently about, well, do I need my job or do I really want to risk this? And we see a lot more prevention around that. But as long as everybody has equal chance to, and they understand that, no one's getting picked on. I mean, I've got some, we've got some clients that have the owners in the pool with everybody else. They go. Now, if they're CDL, they have to. So that's a, that's a random program. It's not intended to pick on Bob or Joe. If they're saying I need to send them, then maybe that's a whole other reason. Maybe that's a reasonable suspicion because <laughs> they're pointing them out. That's fascinating. So that's okay. Going through this because you answered a lot of questions. So how do you do? Let me rephrase that. How does, let's say you're one of 50 CDL drivers in a company. Yeah. And you just told me kind of the random and the factors and the, how do yeah. I get selected? How do they, how do, how do they make it right now? Do I get a phone call? Do, is there a company meeting? How does that, what does that look like? That's a really good question. I, you know, it's gonna, it's gonna be different for each employer. So a lot of employers will notify a driver personally when they're first arriving to work and before they jump in a truck, right? That makes the most, especially if you're doing an alcohol test, it makes the most sense you can catch that, make sure they're not drinking before they get behind their big giant truck. Um, they can be notified anytime that they're performing safety sensitive. So regulatory wise, that's a requirement is that you can't call them in off their vacation or their day off. That's not allowed. DOT wants to the assurances that they're being told right before, sometime during, or right as they get off their safety sensitive shift. Usually it's a face-to-face -face is what we hear. I suppose in some instances it could be a phone call that says you proceed right now and the collection site expects you there in 15 minutes or they're calling us. So there's parameters depending on the company and where they are and where they're at um, in proximity that the employer, you know, may put in place to, to get it done. Um, they might wait until they return from a two week road trip because they have to do it in the quarter that they were selected. Um, and so they'll plan for that privately, secretly and confidentially. Right. So it's orchestrated, you know, yeah. just, it depends on how the company's made up and where they're at. You know, some some are date, some are driving heavy trucks, but it's just around town. So they they clock in and they clock out every day at work, and that looks different than somebody that's over the road for weeks on end. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Good question in the live chat. Uh, a lot of companies can't insure you once you have completed an SAP program. Have you heard a that? Company yeah. can't insure the driver once once they've completed a SAP program. Is that what I hear? Yeah. So even though the program was completed, 
is there a chance I still can't get my job back even though I did the program because of a positive drug test? I'm not an insurance person, so that's not my that's not my forte. All I all I know is and the way I understand clearinghouse is that you know there you know your your insurance providers are required to pull data so they check motor vehicle records on their drive the driver before they're insured and they look at crash tests they might pull the PSP report from motor carrier and kind of use some of those to define or to to, to determine if you're insurable. Um, and so naturally, well, let me put it another way. If you, if you've been, if you've got a DUI, that's going to be on your motor vehicle record. Um, clearinghouse is different in that the clearinghouse has to be queried and you have to give consent for that query as a driver to know what's in there. Insurance people don't have access to the clearinghouse. So I, I think it's a it's a broader question or comment than mm. just a simple yes or no, mm-hmm. because that data still has to be out there. So again, the clearinghouse is it's if a positive drug test occurs and they're entered into the clearinghouse, the insurance person can't drum that up. They may be told elsewhere. Maybe they're told by the employer. That, that this person tested positive for a drug test. If it's in a crash situation, they, then, the, you know, that makes more sense to me that that sits on a record that the insurance company knows about because they've had a crash and there's an investigation. But for all other reasons for tests, I don't know how the insurance person would ever know. But maybe I'm wrong. No. <laughs> don't, I, I think you 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 kind of took us through the thought process and uh, on that is on that topic. I mean, this is complicated, and so there are so many different ways to ask questions. Uh, yeah. Sue, did you have anything else you wanted to ask? No, I'm sorry. I've, she's asked me a question too. Sorry. Right. No, I was listening, and I think I think you're gonna have more questions come up after we're done with this show. But and that's what I'm actually I want. I yeah. know that. Listen, thank you, live chat. Okay. But I yeah. know that if you got if you got it, I've seen, and this is what I saw in the live chat um, is that if you ask a drug question, you probably have a follow up, meaning right. it's personal, it right? Yeah. When you are asking a drug related question. It's personal and you have a follow-up, maybe two follow-ups, maybe three follow-ups. And I think I think there's a real thirst for answers yeah. when it comes to okay. drug testing and on a personal level. I think it's like a suicide hotline. People would rather be able to call a phone number, ask questions anonymously, and and just do that. And, and I, I, I would wanna I would much rather they do it through your show yeah. and, and you I'm, tap into somebody like me or my resources right. just going to your Google machine exactly. stuff that doesn't necessarily make it the correct answer. I want to help facilitate. And that's why I'm trying to talk to, well, I try to talk about everything in a real manner, you know, because it's weird how reality gets left out of so many conversations. Um, and this one requires a lot of reality because, you, you know, it, yeah. th- 
that's a lot that's a lot of pressure well and there's situations that that you can't necessarily cover in one sentence question especially if it's regulated because you got a you got a bigger agency dictating your life right they're telling you you can't do drugs and if so then this happens and these are the scenarios it's way different than a regular employer because then just an employer has a policy and you got to kind of figure that out but and i i think what also uh psychically the issue that you could still drink a case of beer and watch tv all day and then a couple two days later you're good good to go but if you yeah. have a gummy bear <laughs> i mean and, that, and, that, and that, i think that gets to people you know i hear you yep i do psychologically don't, don't think it doesn't get to other people that are on the other side right employers are struggling with this too it's not easy they're not no one's out to no one's out to fire their staff. They won't be in business. <laughs> like they, they just don't know what they can do. But on the flip side, they're also held liable. An employer is held liable. So if somebody shows up under the influence, causes an accident, and hurts somebody else, the employer has to pay for all that. So they're grappling between what's the right thing to do and wrong thing to do when am I going to get sued? And when am I going to like get this giant claim that knocks me out? So there's, and then, and then you got law enforcement. They don't know what they're doing with this stuff either because there's no testing methodology that really says I'm, I'm high under marijuana. It, we don't have that. And we got justice courts that don't, you know, they're trying to do philosophical dictations on this because we don't have anything that says for sure you're high. It, it's a lot of people that are wa walking around scratching their head trying to figure out what the hell we do with this. Truly. I, I so, agree. Yeah, that's a real... I, I've, it's not just drivers that yeah. are trying to figure this stuff out. There's a bunch of other people. And I think it's 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 uh, irresponsible to assume that everybody's against somebody that uses. They're just trying to figure out the best the best possible way forward so that not everybody ends up in a lawsuit and not everybody gets hurt and you know that kind of stuff well i i something you, you touched upon something that i've said to people at some times and we talk about putting ourselves in other people's shoes mm -hmm. and awesome. since most of us are in the employee category mm -hmm. rather the employer it, employees would be amazed at what the employer is thinking about this issue and that you, is, you pointed it we're out. Usually at night, sucking our thumbs and pulling our hair out from behind. Right, because the employer, the employee is so worried about getting fired. And the employer is worried that they'll quit. They'll or something quit. else. Or something else will happen or, you know, yeah. They're, we're worried about all kinds of stuff because everybody brings. Right, quitting's the life. easy one. Right. Life. Getting hurt. Violence, theft, right. getting you know, robbed, getting robbed, causing clients to quit, losing revenue. I mean, there's there's sort of a bunch of stuff that kind of swirls around, and and they care. Most employers, most, not all, but most, do care about their employees. They want everybody showing up and leaving in one piece. They really do. 
they Agreed. just don't there's just so many questions in the air about policy law what i can do what i can't do and it's not yes and employers employees have the same questions too what can i do it's legal but really i can't well should you be i mean the employer shouldn't be babysitting it's not really their job hopefully they're hiring people that are wanting to come to work <laughs> so but sometimes we don't well mark on that one and they just sit there and collect it uh, hopefully the job hasn't gotten to the point where you need to be on drugs half the time to get through the day. Well, if that's the case, you might want to. Well, there's other jobs. I'm with you. Well, I'm with you. But <laughs> there, I, there I said it. Now we covered all of it. Gina, thank you so much. That was amazing. We kept you so long. Like that's an hour. Oh, my God. Has it been that long? Oh, I my just, goodness. I think we just set a record. I know. That's crazy. Audience is they're sleeping. <laughs> Everybody's on gummies. Yeah. What's going on? <laughs> They're passing them around. <laughs> well, I, I had to light up in order to get through this one. Holy oh, crap. Oh, man. Gina, you've got real uh, uh, grit for taking oh, the time God. to show that up on Dispatching Live for this. Yeah. Thank you. It's Thank fun. You. I think it's fascinating. And, of course, you know, I do like to hope and pray that everyone gets home in one piece and say to their loved ones and their families. And so it's a tough topic, but it's important. Yeah, it is. It's, you know? it's both of those equally. So, um, well, we'll do it again sometime here. So here's what you got to do for us is let me know when there's a follow-up at some point, we'll do a follow-up and see. Keep all your, well, and if you have questions, yeah. just, Send them out to me, and we can do it kind of oh. as best I can, and then you can deliver them at some point. And then as soon as we actually get, you know, kits assigned and a lab ready to go and stuff like that, we can we can dive a little bit deeper into the oral fluid because I know there's a hundred billion questions about what does that mean, what are we doing, when does it apply. We just don't need to answer them yet because we right. don't, we're, not, we're not doing it yet. Well, and if I can help host a meaningful webinar or, or, you know, something, maybe there's something I can help with. But what I want to do, I'm glad you pointed out, is that as comments come in, those yeah. tough questions, what I'm going to do is I'll notify you, hey, please go answer this question in the comments below. Okay. Yeah, because you're going to be the one that can really answer that stuff yeah because <laughs> i know there are questions and i know they're 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 yeah. waiting and that and they'll come in the future and you know yeah and tell them not to be shy just throw them out and, there and just just be don't eat so much fast food okay just take it easy yeah, back off the <laughs> okay gina i'm gonna put you back in the waiting room thank you okay. so much really thank appreciate you. it bye guys thanks have a great day all right, see ya. Thank you. All right. Wow, that was amazing. Um, you know what we got to do? We don't have a lot of time. We got to get to this Magnus app stuff. Well, that and I have one other thing, too. Take it away. Okay, I don't know if anybody else has noticed, and I don't know if Super Dispatch is on because my phone isn't working at the same time. Anyways, they started a new verification procedure last night where... Um, and, and I get it. Don't get me wrong. I get all the hacking that's been going on. Um, so you have to verify. It sends an email code 
a verification code to get into the account. Now, they're supposed to be fixing this for us and I, what they told one of the dispatchers for everybody. But what's happening is every time you go in and out of the account, you have to do this verification code. And it's a real pain because if you're trying to get loads, you know how long it, you know, get in and out. And as a dispatcher, you're in and out of accounts like every five seconds sometimes. Um, so I know Brittany was working on it last night. I know she's still working on it right now. To uh, They're going to stop it to where every time you click in and out, you're not having to do the verification code. So, um, so if everybody's having problems with it, that's what's going on. And they're working on it. But I don't know if any of us were informed of this or not. It all happened last night at like, what, 5 o'clock, 4 o'clock? I don't know. We were all having a meltdown. Sounds frustrating. Well, because yeah. we couldn't even get into the accounts at first. At first, it just said, uh, um, kept saying error, uh, error, error. And you're trying to book loads, right? Were you yeah. able to assert? Well, I was trying to get a load on the board for uh, one of my drivers that was pulling into Mount Juliet. And it happened right as I got the load, so I couldn't put it on the load board. Uh, and... Um, so it took about an hour before we got the verification thing. And she said they had just done it, but they were having issues. Um, and maybe they wanted to do it after four o'clock, but a lot of us work later than that. So it all freaked us all out because the three of us were trying to put loads on the board for our drivers and none of us could do anything. Um, finally got it to work at, what was it, almost 7.30? 7, 7, 7.30 last night. Well, if anyone's but, seeing anything on this issue, please do put it in the live chat. And I, yeah. Fast Eddie, I'm sorry, I didn't see the question. I'll, uh, he asked, if if a LEO needs probable cause, let's see, what's LEO? Law, enforcement, law enforcement officer oh. needs probable cause to request drug tests. How is the clearinghouse not a Fourth Amendment violation? That's um, a good question. Well, you know, I tell you, I would never, yeah. I mean, the, they do any other time. The general public has no idea how often the Constitution gets trampled. Oh, well, yeah. Do you watch those shows? It's all where the time. They, well, they it's call it... Um, all the time. Jay, what's it called? Where they go and they tape and record. Oh, yeah, yeah. The gotcha shows. Um, it's called... Not monitoring. I can't remember what it's called. Uh, but anyways, yeah. They're all over the internet where but, people are doing this stuff and... The whole lot of it is to do with probable cause and whether they can actually do what they say they're doing and all that stuff. And most of the cops don't even realize that they can't do a lot of the stuff that they do. Oh, uh, well, I'm, I'm guessing that isn't cops. But hey, what's up, Seven Seas? All right, here's what we got to do. Really, all right, buckle in. <laughs> we got to go into the Magnus app. Yeah. All right, this is this the is longest. Yeah, and this is for proficient only. Not, I mean, there's other people that use Magnus app, but proficient right. is the only one saying all of this plus fifty dollars per van if you don't use it. And, and I listen. I this is not a knock against any company or technology. It's just that I was amazed at how much there is to get through. Yeah. So let's try. Yeah. Because uh, as of today, uh, you have to do this, or you will be. Do you get charged 50 bucks a VIN? Yep, fine, okay. $50 right. per VIN. All right, all right, here we go. Okay, so step one, get the Magnus app. Mm -hmm. Here's how you download the app. Use your install code. Okay, that's fine. All right, sounds cool. And they send that all to you. Great, you click open, and you're gonna get this PDF and you're gonna go through it. Yeah. And you allow, oh, you gotta allow location. All right. Yeah. While you're using that. Okay. And here's the install code, end of the code. 
Everybody has the same install code, I guess. I don't um, know. Hmm. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know either. They do for Madden. And, and it, this and is it, for proficient. This it doesn't matter. Oh. United Road has a different one as well. All right. Asking. And the driver and the password is the same. I thought that was interesting too. Uh okay. Now click allow on the notifications. Okay. Now and then it, I guess it's repeated. I don't know. Required. I don't know. Okay. Now finish vehicle loading. Find your loads, view your loads, load your vehicle, submit a load. So you got to go through the menu. Mm -hmm. And by the way, this is all in a PDF that I thought, well, at what point in the PDF is the carrier now frustrated? <laughs> Probably the first page. Right? Because, <laughs> and then you got to, okay, click refresh, scan the VIN. I'm logged in. Okay. I will I don't say know. that most people that's hauled for proficient usually know. graph. They know how to do this? Yeah, most of uh, them do. Um, uh, and I will also say that proficient is not only making you do this, but you also have to fill out a new whole carrier packet and insurance and everything else. They're sending them out to everybody. I thought the driver estimated pay was cool. Is that normal? I know. I never. Right? It's on there? That. You can see your pay. That's kind of cool. Yeah, I don't know. I've never used the app, so. Uh, let's see here. Now we got to accept or decline. Oh, the load itself, I guess. Oh. Do I want to haul this, maybe? Yeah. And now I'm going to view the load, VIN scan, and then I see all these instructions. Navigate, phone number, show notes, scheduled pickup, cancel, load, delete. Okay. And then there's this is that screen, navigate to. Hmm. By the way, how does this stack up to other apps? Is this easy? Is this, I don't know. I don't know. We need to get as a driver. Is it too basic? Or I don't. Yeah. I, I, well. I, I mean, I don't know. it doesn't work half the time. Adolfo doesn't use it because it won't work half the time. Right. There's something about this. It's just, yeah. I don't know. I guess somebody could say, "Well, it ain't no super dispatch." Well, that's true. Okay. All right. That's not. That's plenty. Uh, all right, so then now we're loading the vehicles and load. I get. I guess it would be frustrating to be a driver, and if if every app is pretty different, different yeah, that would start to blow. But I yeah. guess you get used to it. I don't know. Well, I think the bigger problem too is like they have to click in and out with different. Oh apps. yeah, yeah. And you know, oh, which ones? You, which one am I using now? And the other thing is they don't remember, and I don't blame them. I try to remind everybody to use which app it is and stuff like that, but you know we didn't. We're not infallible as well, and Ooh, a lot look. of times the guys just don't remember, or they Got don't it. remember which look app goes with what. Enter the enter the position of the vehicle on the truck. Wow. Ooh, I've never. Ooh. Okay. So like the direction, front or back. Wow. Ooh. Now that ooh, I guess what happens if you move it? <laughs> well, I guess it is what it is. I guess you're not moving it. Do they have full? Is it full? Is it all full loads? Mark unloadable. Ooh, unloadable. Interesting. Okay. Uh, let's see. Got damages, type, severity. This is another one. I was having a conversation because I think we're talking about, and you got your photos and your, this. I mean, it's really this is. It might take a lot. Yeah, your first time. It might take a while. Yeah. Um, then you select camera. 
And then edit, save. Let's see. What's the orange triangle? An orange triangle indicate there's info here that must be looked at. Oh, okay. Like, you know, don't feed the alligators. Uh, select this option. Click cancel. Edit the load. Edit position or direction. Reset to not loaded. Uh, let's see. Client summary. Client summary. Uh, pre-confirmation. I know, right? You see what I'm saying? Like, man, we're still on this one load? Okay. Deliver the load. Click delivered. Okay, so I guess when you get there, loads that have not been delivered will be load marked as loaded unsent. Uh, delivery estimate. If the time has passed, it'll be highlighted in red. Oh, well, that would explain why nobody wants to give an estimate. Click save load details. Uh, select deliver. Collect COD. Amount collected. Cash or check. Hello. Man. Okay. I mean, I get it. I hope it pays good. Client summary. No. Barcode scanner. Right? We should. Is Danny still on here? Danny used this for proficient a couple of weeks ago. I'm curious. Is if there's no damages, click deliver all units. Yeah, and Danny, are you doing, are you getting a full Still load? Here, How Danny? many does he carry? Danny, he carries three. Sometimes we can take four because he's a 56 foot, uh, almost flat bed. Okay. But he took three vehicles from Tennessee down to Georgia about two, three weeks ago. And he had to use the proficient app. So I'm just oh, curious. And, okay, AIAG damage codes. Okay, that's what I wanted to talk about. We'll get there in a second. A those are yeah. coming up. We're still in two steps here. Photos, damages, type, severity, which, you know, if let's say it's coming off a railhead and there'd been, you know, some hijinks. I don't know. This seems repetitive at this point. I don't know. Uh, submitting a load. Okay, market has delivered on the client summary. Click submit. Damages during delivery. If you enter damages that were not pre-noted at the origin, you may be held liable. If you enter damages that are not the same, you may be held liable. Accept all damages. Oh, and you could dispute. Three, eight, two, one. Uh, let's see. Any issues, call dispatch. Uh, mic changes on the alternate damage screen. Let's see. Complete a client report. It's like whether the load is STI, nobody available, joint inspection, refuse to sign. <laughs> right? Wow. It's There's a lot. That's what I'm wondering if it's different from is a lot. when he used it a couple weeks ago, if this is like a whole different... Uh, I mean, I know it's the same app, but I'm wondering if there's more on here now than it used to be. Start doing the Beavis. Uh, <laughs> uh, I just want to get to the AI age. Here we go. Here's the AI age. Okay, so, if, you know, you've got. So the see, first. I would think most drivers keep a copy of this in their truck. I See. I would, but. Well. When we're dealing with the used car market, you don't need this. Right. 
But if you're hauling a new car, mm -hmm. you need to know what this is. And it's different. You don't just walk around the car, mark an scratch. S everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. You got to, you got to mark the damage area, damage area code. Like, so where, then you have damage type and then you have damage severity. And, and I just like how they've got centimeters and inches. Yeah, they got little rulers That's here. Cool, because some yeah, of them have like smart. if your scratch is over a certain length, you can't take the car and stuff like that. But I mean, this alone could take you a little while. Oh yeah, especially if you don't know what you're looking for on right? that damn. You're like, man, where's the? It is alphabetical though, isn't it? Uh, yeah. so the damage area is well yeah i guess it is uh well mm -hmm. antenna battery yeah well, that's you all know. One. bumper bumper i mean bumper. you got to check the wipers is 59 so let's see we got oh one of the wipers has a scuff so that'd be 59 9 and then what's the severity of the scuff eh that's wow. pretty eh, i'll go with a one yeah what do you say bob one or two <laughs> you know, I mean, it. you know me, I, I, I'm always adding a little extra, but this is a lot. <laughs> and then here's some tips and tricks in case, in case you want to read some more. Um, all pre-existing damages must be noted prior to loading. Always read all yard instructions. Make sure to get pre-existing damages verified. Ah, uh, okay. All right. <laughs> right, the carrier's like, hey, what What about that Copart car you were looking at? Let's just do that one. Oh, my God. Right. It's an all-day adventure. <laughs> um, it, Even the, there's this page about a check and damages and... I mean, but you can learn a lot. Here's what's cool. And that's what the, that's the point of this show is that... Not that... Learn a lot. We want you to learn a lot. I mean, whatever it is that you're doing. You know, I know that there's a lot of awesome TikToks that you're missing right now. But uh, in between those awesome TikToks, because, I mean, how many avocado recipes do you need? There is a little bit of news to be gathered. I, I didn't even get to look at this one. Did you see this? FMCSA plans to remove 15,000 medical examiner certifications. And I'm like, what? Because uh, many of them just failed to log into their accounts. So you're not alone. Right? How do you like that? Um, oh, here we go. State troopers indicted in CDL test bribery scheme. There you go. Right? There's one for the road. And um, <laughs> that's crazy. Two current and two former troopers were among six charged in a 74-count indictment over an alleged conspiracy to falsify records and giving passing scores to certain CDL applicants. And when asked, where was this? Uh, in Massachusetts. Huh. Which, by the way, that's where that crazy, horrible motorcycle wreck happened. So, eh. You know, FMCSA remains committed to broker transparency. Yeah. Let me, yeah. Um, just let me know. Hey, who's a CPA for your broker business? That was a question that came in. It is tax time. And I sent this guy the Google Sheets for the dispatch training series. Oh, and here in today's random 
SEO, whatever marketing, this is really silly. Um, these are the headlines of actual blogs. SGT Auto Transport Review. Is it legit? Ship Your Car Now Review. Is it legit? King of the Road Transport Review. Is it legit? Budget Transporter Review. Is it legit? Um, is this just some company doing blogs? Yeah. Because oh. blogging, yeah, I mean, why not, you know? What, let's you give a round of applause for the dumbest blogs. That's so stupid. That is so stupid. Wow. Man. I bet it doesn't say anything either. <laughs> oh, it's so stupid. I oh, clicked that. It's the same thing it's, on every... It's, they're company. all the same, exactly. It is just yeah. Spamola. Welcome yeah. to Auto Transport, where you can do whatever you want. Tomorrow's Groundhog's Day. <laughs> Um, I'm going to be live tomorrow at NADA doing a live stream. Yeah, thanks, Jay. Send in your comments, autotransportintel at gmail.com. You know the drill. That's the podcast. And this has been real. That's 90 minutes on the clock. That was a long show. Well, I have a question. Yeah, please. So, as everybody knows, I'm a broker. And everybody knows that... If you put your cars on somebody else's truck and trailer and not under the one that you were booked under, you're probably not going to get paid. Am I right? <laughs> Ooh, let's walk through this again. So, wait a minute. So Say I that brokered, again. I, it, yeah. I brokered, brokered out a set of vehicles. No, one. Yeah, two vehicles to a company. I get the bills of lading from said company, but it's not from that company. It's from a totally different company. So when I confront them on this and I said, it says right on my contract, it has to be hauled on the trailer and the person I contracted. And they were super rude and said, you're going to pay me. I'm like, well, you can even contact. And it wasn't. And here's the thing. It's not about whether I was going to pay him or not. It's about the fact that I'm just blowing up their crap saying this is what you guys are doing and it's illegal and you know what they told me well we only have one super dispatch account so we put everybody's under this company i said that's bull i have 15 different companies we all have our own super dispatch so there that's not an excuse to me and i guess i just want to know what everybody thinks because it's it's the same thing as double brokering i sold it to them they gave it to whoever right and that's illegal and it's in it's in every broker's contracts anymore because of the fact of it keeps happening and it says right in there we will not pay you if you if it gets hauled by a different contractor i'm just curious what everybody else thinks about this because i'm a little perturbed haven't dealt with it yet whether i'm what i'm going to do um how about and they handled it differently and just said oh i'm so sorry we i dispatched for this company and this company we screwed up and we'll fix it all. It'd been a different thing. And there was no damage, okay? Now I've had them do this and they damaged the car and brokered it out to somebody else. I did not pay them. Um, this time it's not damaged, but I don't know if that's really the point. <laughs> no, well, all right, weighing it, it sounds to me like they, they know they're lying to you and yeah. they're really not worried about it. Um, and in the event that there was damage and you didn't pay them, what was their reaction? Uh, well, I didn't even say that. I just said, you know, 
you're not allowed to do this. And then they gave me their stupid excuse, which made no sense whatsoever. Now, it, did you, when you brokered, <laughs> we're in Judge Judy mode. Yeah. When you brokered the load to the company, did the name of the company tip you off? Oh, crap. I don't know what hijinks I'm in for on this one. No, no. So it was a different company name? Yeah. Uh, I mean, who I dispatched it to had good ratings. The other company had also, I had, I had worked them. with them prior before. Okay. So I think this is what I think is going on. I think it's a dispatch service mm. that is using only one account for super because they don't want to pay for multiple accounts or whatever and are sending them through one well, basic company with don't different you, companies. Was it, it wouldn't the first step be to go to super? To do what? Well, Get their opinion on what do you guys think of this? Oh well, I mean, because I, I mean, I mean, they're just technically a load board too. So I kind of thought I'd ask the. Well, I know, um, but well, it's it. a good way of taking the temperature. I mean, cause here's the, because here's the thing. Let's say I was going to say, let's say it was central, right? Okay. And now, given the past, we might assume that central would say, "Yeah, I don't know." Yeah, we're a load board. That's not mine. Well, but now maybe with the investment and what we're hoping for, they would say, oh, yeah, no, that that's illegal. That guy can't do that. In fact, we're glad you're you're we're glad your load was delivered. But, uh, you know, I, I still think they're going to say, right. Hands I everything Why am I being so hopeful? But uh, but I mean, here's my thing. I know that if they were to contact my broker, Bond, my broker, Bond, is going to contact me and get, tell me to send the contract. And I'm going to show them the contract, and they're going to show their bill of lading that it's not the same company, and they're going to say, you didn't have a contract. With well, them. why don't you do that then? Well, I, I may. I, I'm may, not yeah. to that point. I was just curious you, as to what they, everybody thought about that. Was the load, well, let's... I, uh, let's and, see. and here's my thing. I'm yeah. not about not paying somebody. It's just that it's just like I told him, I said it was shady. It's exactly what I said. What? I said, this was shady. Well, you don't do stuff like that. And, and by the way, this is the problem. We keep talking about how shady auto transport is. And I yeah. know there's a company NADA right now. There's a shipper talking yeah. to an auto shipper saying, yeah. oh, wow. I read, I read Jay's podcast. Is yeah. it shady? And they're like, no, that guy doesn't know what he's talking about. Right. Well, is it shady or not? I, Sounds pretty shady. It's I mean, I think it's shady. <laughs> I know I wouldn't do something like that. I would not say. Thanks, Chris. You know, I'm going to take this car and then I'm going to slip it on one of my other drivers without anybody knowing it. Dan, I says always call and say, yeah. That, well, Dan, Dan says they're lucky nothing happened because they got it got delivered okay, right? It got delivered okay. They got lucky. Yeah. Okay. And by the way. What was the money? I would love. Here's what I want to know: How much money did they make for all this trouble and lying and bullshit? Right? Well, I think mean, it's a sixteen hundred dollar load. Ooh. I mean, it's a it's a high paying. Okay, load. you paid sixteen hundred. No, I'm paying them sixteen hundred. Exactly. What yeah. did they pay the actual carrier? Oh, good point. We don't right? know. Eight hundred. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we. Yeah, I mean, for all I know. That's so true. that makes it worth it, right? Yeah. For them, yeah. Being, being a dirt bag being a dirt pays. Bag, yeah. You know, it pays yeah. to be a dirt bag. That sounds like an advertising campaign. Um, if the carrier is if div, if the carrier is different than who contract who I contracted, they do not get paid. Broker, right? And he's right. Yeah, and that's Gartho. And, and, yeah, and Gartho was the one looking for a CPA, by the way, too. <laughs> well, and by and you know what? And here's what's interesting: there are times in our lives where we're always looking for another professional to work with and yeah. on, when it comes to accounting 
you really don't want some bang hang. Some what? <laughs> What'd you call? Bang <laughs> hang. <laughs> just like some random right you don't want a random right random. i mean i would if here's how i would do it i would find someone in my area local i would you know do the reviews check better business bureau then you go talk to them if you feel comfortable with them then you go through with it i mean i think that's how you pretty much have to do everything it's like some random that's right you don't want a random, right. random i mean i i mean that's the way it should be <laughs> I know that's not the way it is. I know some people just get on Google and call the first person and go with it, but CPA is a little different deal. Oh, yeah. Well, and that's why he's smart to ask. I mean, because yeah. it is, you want to yeah. know, you want a CPA that understands your industry, if yes, possible. Yes, that too. Yeah. You do. Um, yeah. You also want a CPA that understands tax law. That's yep. going to be good. And you also want a CPA that acts like a real person. Right. I to, agree. You know. Yeah. To some degree. You also want to a CPA that's accessible. That yeah. we're like, well, I can make an appointment. We can do a 15-minute appointment on March right. 31st at, you know, 2 a.m. Well, that sucks. <laughs> and I've also done the walk-in stuff, and I hated that. Yeah. Where you go to like, a you know, a mini mall and you walk in. <laughs> Walmart. That stuff yes. sucks. Don't yeah. do it. Yeah. yeah. That blows. Yeah. Yeah, because actually the bill is the same, and you have no idea what just happened. Through that. Yeah. Yeah. Like, so, um, uh, so I don't have any recommendations. But if anybody <laughs> does, if anybody knows of a great yes, accountant, no, yeah, I'm just curious that works <laughs> in an aspect of this industry, whether you're a carrier, broker, dispatcher, or uh, you know, a legal double brokering carrier, you might need a good accountant. <laughs> Um, this was a great show. We really learned a lot. And, um, I don't know if we can keep doing this. I don't know if we keep cranking out these great shows. I feel like <laughs> we're going to, we, we are. Oh, we are. Okay. Good. Yes. Of course oh, we can. Okay. Good. Okay. Awesome. Sweet. Okay. Well then let's do this. Let's wrap it up. That was a great day. Please put your comments below. I really do. I want to see those. Uh, I want to see, um, I want to see this show, today's show, help some people navigate what I think is a pretty tough topic. But, um, you know, because just what what Nancy Reagan just say no, I don't know. Mm -hmm. Sure. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> but we know that's not reality. Reality is, you know. Reality is you're watching the football game with three of your buddies and and those guys end up uh, frozen in the backyard. <laughs> you know that story? Have you heard this story? No, no let's hear this one. <laughs> Four guys. This is in our neighborhood, Zoo. Okay. Kansas City Chiefs fans. Oh. Four guys. And actually there was five. They died, yeah. Until midnight, yeah. Four guys Froze. were at a house, an apartment, watching a Chiefs game. Uh -huh. Two days later, three are found frozen to death in the backyard. Wow. Now, law enforcement says no foul play, nothing to see here. And the one guy that's alive, his lawyer says that he was asleep on the couch for two days with noise-canceling headphones and... like. <laughs> 
Like it's it's the OJ defense. Like oh, oh the yeah. glove doesn't fit. It can't. Yeah. So, anyways, they're still working on trying to figure out what the deal is here. And um, one of the questions is, well, maybe I mean, were they all on fentanyl? I mean, who? I mean, they don't know. <laughs> Jay. <laughs> because. You know, nothing goes better with noise-canceling headphones for two days than a good old jar of fentanyl. And that's our show today. So thank you so much. What do we say, office? Goodbye, Goodbye Sue. Sue. Goodbye, Sue. Thanks, everybody. Join us again soon. We'll see you. Take care. Right. Be careful. Yeah. Bye. <laughs>